our next topic is the study of poetry first we will discuss about poetry and meter so meter is from the greek word meaning measure in poetry meter is the measure of the rhythm of a line of a verse when the line can be divided into units of metrical feet when reading a great deal of english poetry we find no regularity in meter old english and middle english poetry was not metrical they used alliterative verse using the natural rhythm of the english speaking voice so it was chaucer who first introduced the meter into english verse ever since doubts have been expressed about the need for meter wordsworth said that meter is an superadded ornament and that there is no essential difference between the language of prose and metrical composition the best part of any poem assembles prose when prose is well written so coleridge on the contrary said that meter is essential to poetry the presence of nature in emotion sorry the presence of meter in emotion controls its movement alternately pushing and pulling like the serpent in motion the rhythmic movement gives music musical pleasure but as poetry progressed free verse was introduced to bring the voice of poetry closer to speech hopkins used sprung rhythm counting stresses and not syllables since the 20th century there was a conscious effort to recapture the rhythms of speech and prose in poetry Ezra Pound said that poetry should be written at least as well as prose. So on the other hand, Frost said that writing poetry without meter is like playing tennis with nets down. Second is poetic truth. So poetry has truth of its own. Keats said it, beauty is truth, truth beauty. So poetry is the phase of truth because as Keats said, a thing of beauty is a joy forever. And the poet says, my love is like a red rose. There is truth in it that stills the emotion and appeals to the imagination. In science, we cannot equate love with rose because it is not factually correct to say so. So we distinguish between poetic truth and scientific truth. And Keith hears the song of the nightingale, his heart aches and a drowsy numbness pains his senses. We cannot find a rational explanation for it. He is in an excited state induced by the imagined song. So the image of the daffodils flashes upon words of mind, which is the bliss of solitude. So poetic truth is then associated with a pleasure which cannot be scientifically verified or proved. As scholar said, there is that willing suspension of disbelief for the moment which constitutes poetic faith. And third point is poetry and morality. The question whether poetry can morally influence us is as old of poetry. Plato, the Greek philosopher, banished poetry from his ideal kingdom because it was untruthful, irrational, immoral. He looked for poetry that would create good citizens. This has continued to persist among literary critics. Horace said that poetry should instruct and delight. Dr Johnson said that the study of a writer was to make the world the duty of a writer was to make the world better so wordsworth saw in nature the mainstay of his morality and Shelley called poets the unacknowledged legislators of the world Matthew Arnold 
saw poetry as a substitute for religion a source of consolation in times of crisis so this is one side of the issue on the other side poetry is looked upon as structure with an autonomous life of its own without any necessary bearing on the outside world without any design upon the reader and poetry is a state of mind in uncertainties certainties mysteries and doubts without any reaching after reason and fact as keats famously has said frost said that a poem is a momentary stay against confusion and the poet said caught a poem does not mean but be in other words poetry exists for poetry so next is poetry as criticism of life matthew arnold defined poetry as a criticism of life but the treatment but the statement sounded a paradox he added that it is criticism under the laws fixed for such a criticism uh, with the law of beauty and truth later he modified it as the application of ideas to the interpretation of life poetry is synthetical criticism is analytical so it is criterion that creates and propagate ideas the poet finds himself in a climate of ideas which he roses to interpret life so he is using to interpret life so criticism analyzes the content and form of poetry interpretation is the application of the meaning so discovered to understand our own life the man who immerses himself in poetry comes out refreshed so that he can inspect the world within and without in within a without in clearer perspective so poetry criticism and interpretation of life are stages in the appreciation of poetry the poet creates the text it is the reader who responds to it ultimately interpretation is the discovery of the meaning of meaning as orden has said the words of the dead are modified in the guts of the living next we will discuss about the topic is can poetry change the world so poets sometimes take upon themselves the duty of changing the world it is called the poetry of commitment marx's poetry sought not to interpret the world but change it the world is evil it is the poet's work to seize the scheme of things and dare to shatter them to bits and remold it nearer to his heart's desire so shelley conveys his message to the world to court if inder comes can spring be far behind so such an optimism is often proved frustrating orden after years of writing poetry of political action came to the same conclusion that same conclusion that poetry makes nothing happen so poetry is only a game of language a way of happening a mouth so the most poetry can give a healing touch it teach free man how to praise the world is too huge for poetry whose action is not more than that of a flower next is his poetry and expression of personality so wordsworth defined poetry as the spontaneous overflow of powerful feeling and as emotion recollected in tranquility so t s eliot said 
Poetry is not a turning loose of emotion, but an escape from emotion. It is an expression of personality, but an escape from personality. So, also this is the romantic theory of poetry, while Eliot's is the impersonality theory. The two views still prevail. Eliot's view suggests that emotion is turned into art emotion in the making of a poem. Emotion cannot be expressed directly. Poetry seeks direction through indirection. He calls it objective correlative. That is, emotion is expressed through a set of objects, a situation, a chain of events which serve as its formula. Yet even Eliot admits that only a poet who has a personality knows what it is to want to escape from personality. So Philip Larkin says that the poet has a complex of emotion and thoughts which he thinks are worth preservation. So poetry is an attempt to communicate thoughts and emotion, whether it is done directly or indirectly is a matter of choice.